Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today we have a fantastic guest for you, Krista Mayshore. And she has been in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for 20 years, selling over 2,300 homes. She's also in the top 1% of coaches nationwide and also the author of four best-selling books. She's been featured in Forbes, Inman News, The Wall Street Journal, NBC, Fox, and so many more. And she recently went from zero to $30 million in just under four years. So Krista, you have a fantastic story, fantastic background. So can you share with our listeners a little bit more about you and your, a little bit and give us a little bit more insight about who you are and how you kind of got started? Yeah. First of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I love your podcast. I'm happy to be here and excited that you chose me. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. I love real estate and I think real estate truly can be like one of the hardest jobs out there because we have to wear so many hats as a real estate agent. and um, some of those hats for the average real estate agent, what makes them great at being a real estate agent, right, is because their personality oftentimes or their attention to detail, it doesn't, they lack in other areas, right? So like, for example, I've, I haven't found very many real estate agents that are really good at the follow-up aspect and, and all that in their business. And they don't like doing the outreach when it comes to calling people back and, and the systems and the follow-up process. So I really, really feel for a lot of real estate agents, but I've been in the industry for over 20 years and I was a teacher prior to getting into real estate, Eileen, and I for six years. And I ended up leaving teaching to become a real estate agent because I was going to, my goal was to be a stay-at-home mom and take care of my daughter. And my other daughter, my youngest daughter had gotten sick and she had contacted spinal meningitis and she had kidney failure and some strokes. And so they told me that she was going to have kind of a rough, rough life. And so I thought, okay, I need to be home to take care of her. So I left my full-time teaching job to be a stay-at-home mom and thought I'd just play real estate, sell a couple houses a year and make what I was making as a teacher. And I ended up really quickly thereafter finding out my husband at the time was having an affair. We had just bought a brand new house and I had this uh, brand new house, brand new mortgage, two little girls under the age of five and drained bank accounts. And like, oh my God, it's like my full-time job kind of a thing is, is how I got started. And uh, that made me really, really have a reason. My goal was, I've got to take care of these kids now and I need to keep them safe in their house. So I sold 69 homes my first year in the, in the industry, and it's just kind of been crazy ever since. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, I can't even imagine, first of all, getting a phone call about your daughter and having to deal with her sickness and making sure that she's all right, because I mean, that's priority is making sure your kids are safe, that they're well taken care of. But then having to go through through finding out about your spouse and your husband and that whole side of things and building up your financial side of things on top of that. I can't even imagine what you went through that first year. It was a tough first year. I will admit it, it was. I, I had to put the smile on, right? And act like everything was okay and act like I was happy. But I was really devastated. Looking back, it was the best thing that ever could have happened. But at the time, I didn't feel that way, you know? So 
I was devastated. I, my family was broken apart. I was sad over the loss of the marriage and I felt like a failure and I felt, you know, unwanted and I felt quite frankly stupid because it had happened before and I had let it happen again. And I was worried, like, what am I going to do? And how am I going to take care of these kids? And when something like that happens to you at first, you're, you think you're angry, but really you're just scared. You know, you're worried and, and you're hurt, right? I was worried about, about the girls, but it ended up being the greatest thing. And we've been, God, that's been what, how many years now? It's been probably around 18 years. And I'm, I've been happily remarried for the past 13. And it, it was like looking back and retrospect, it helped me meet the love of my life. And now I have, he's very supportive and yeah. And that's part of my story. I don't know if we'll have time to get into the other part, but yeah, I have not lived at home since I was 13. I was running away from home because there was some abuse that was happening in the house, physical abuse. And from my mom and my mom and I are very, very close now and she's helped me heal. But I left the home at 13 and started running away from home and ended up in a group home and a foster home and a juvenile hall during that time frame. And, and I've just been able to kind of create the success from being able to move past that and forward from that. And so I tell people those stories because I think people sometimes look at people and they think, oh, they're successful because, you know, Krista's got fake pretty white teeth or whatever it is, right? They fill in the blank or Krista's, you know, she's successful because she's outgoing or whatever they think, you know? And, and I always, you know, tell people the reason people are successful is because they choose to attack their problems and attack life differently. And they fail a lot because they're taking a lot more chances and a lot more risks. So they make a lot more mistakes but because they're taking action so much more often, they're learning what they're doing wrong. So therefore they're doing much more right. And I will say that that the mindset has been one of the best determining facts. I believe that mindset is more important than skill set. And when you have a good mindset and you think you have a good thought process and a good belief system and you visualize your success and you act as if and you believe that you deserve it and you believe that what you're doing is working, that it, it does because our brains have actually been built to bring us what we think, right? And unfortunately, there's, especially in real estate, real estate's a very fear-based kind of a industry, right? And people don't want to share and they don't want to help each other. And so we're not really taught. And we're afraid that if we talk to people or help them, we're going to give them all the secrets away, right? And, and so it's like a very fear-based industry. And all that fear and that it just, it really perpetuates the cycle of defeat and of not doing a lot of business. That's why I think it's like the top, I think it's like the top 3% of agents, like 97% of the business, something crazy like that, right? And the more we can work on our mindset and our thought process and, and believing in the positive aspects of our business and our life, the more the brain says, okay, give them more of that. So we've got to really train ourselves to, to do that. And I think that's been one of my, my skills. <laughs> so for you, you had to endure so much throughout your lifetime. And a lot of times what you had mentioned, people are afraid to take action. They envision a life that they want to have. But that fear of taking those first actions holds them back from making those first couple of steps. And for you, what was the motivating factor behind pulling so much strength from yourself in order to continue to move forward and to want to create a better life for yourself, for your children? So the reason I think I did so well in real estate my first year was because of the fact that I hadn't lived at home since I was 13 and I had gone through some of the physical abuse and, and there was the effects that landed from that. And I was when my husband had the affair, I was so worried about keeping my kids in their home and keeping them safe and nurturing them and making them feel safe and feel a love that it, my why was huge. They say, you got to have a good why. And I did, like, I was like, I am keeping my girls in this home and I'm going to keep them safe and we are going to be close and they're going to feel secure. I didn't always feel that way growing up. Right. And I didn't have that. So for me, I, I was the opposite. I wanted to make sure my kids got what I missed. So that was what it was. And when people ask what the success was, 
later on in life, I don't know, I'm, I've been a very driven person. I always, you know, I'm competitive with myself, quite frankly. I like to please people. I think that's a huge part of it. And I love learning. Like I am an avid learner and I love educating myself and taking classes and and being the best at things. And I look, I've always looked in real estate and saw what people were doing and then compared myself to what they were doing and thought, how can I do that better? How can I be more innovative? How can I stand out more? And then I've also looked at people, at things that they were doing that I wasn't and thought, okay, how can I do more of that and improve myself? But again, better, different, right? Uh, and I can give you a couple of examples. Like for example, back when I started doing real estate, they didn't have the internet and social media like it like it's now, right? So I would run ads on TV on my, my listings. And then on my listings, I would, instead of just doing black and white colored flyers, I would do four page colored flyers. And I'd put the little CD of, uh, on like a little CD holder on there with like 50 CDs in it. And I'd put 50 to hundred pictures of the house on the CDs, you know? And then I would mark my properties on like commercials. And then I, I did a TV advertisement um, on TV with myself with the video. And then I did a, a, a video at the, um, movie theaters where I would did a video instead of just a picture and I was talking to people and I mean people still tell me I, I've seen you at the movie theaters I'm like that's been like 15 years and I still hear it sometimes it's so crazy and that's because I was doing something that nobody else was doing and so since no people had their pictures on there right but they, no one had that video and so I always tried to come across um, my, my real estate business and, and and now my coaching business from the lens of how can I be different how can I make sure I stand out how can I truly have a unique selling proposition and I, I'll give you another example. So when the short sales and foreclosures were happening, I worked with like 13 different asset management companies and banks, right? I sold 169 homes, my best year in real estate. And that was with just me and an assistant and a transaction coordinator. It was the only licensed agent. So it wasn't like I've had these big, huge teams forever. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? Hi. Mm. This, is my, this is my, my lifetime long forever husband. Welcome. Yeah. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> You're so cute. I'm dropping the keys off. We'll go to lunch real quick. Right? Okay, baby. Can I, I love you. you. Have a good day. Okay. So I remember, so foreclosure market happened and I was doing great. I sold foreclosures, like hundreds and hundreds of foreclosures, probably like a, around a thousand foreclosures, right? Because I had HUD and Green River Capital and Wells Fargo and Nationwide Area Brokers. And I had, I had all these big accounts. Well, then all of a sudden the market crashed. I mean, it got, I'm sorry, it got better. So I went from selling like 150, 160, 169 foreclosures a year to selling 12. And I was like, oh crap, I got to figure this out because I wasn't marketing myself. Nobody knew me because the foreclosures were selling faster than you could even, you can even get them, right? And the banks didn't require us to market. So when that happened, and I all of a sudden I went from selling over 100 homes down to 12, I had to look at my business and say, oh my gosh, you got you to gotta pivot. And so I started studying what the Fortune 500 companies were doing. What was like Nike and what was, you know, Google? How are these companies marketing? And I realized that they were using, they were marketing. They were utilizing informational type videos. They were really serving their customers and they were showing up where their customers are. For example, McDonald's would market during the Super Bowl even though it was, you know, 50 times more of a market because they know the power of marketing, the power of getting more attention and more eyes on you. So I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So I started creating video content. Then I hired several multiple coaches to teach me how, to, and this is like 10 years ago, right? When Facebook barely came, how to start running, learning to use Facebook and how to create Facebook ads and how to get the Facebook, get my videos in front of everyone. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, within a year, I was back up over hundred homes a year. And none of them were short sales or foreclosures. They were all traditional, traditional type houses. And so 
you have to be willing to pivot and you have to be willing to do things that, I mean, nobody was doing video back then. When I say nobody, I mean, I was the only person doing video and I was creating content in my community and doing community videos and interviewing local restaurants and talking about all the things there were to do in the area and creating amazing videos of all my listings. And that just like, it gave me exposure and it showed people, man, she's marketing and doing things that no one else is doing. I'm going to hire her. So that's what you want to do in your, in your business is look at what people are not doing and how can you do what they're not doing? How can you do what people are doing and do it better? How can you be more innovative and have truly have a unique selling proposition? And how can you basically win business before you even get to the front door? And that's what I call, I actually learned that that saying, win before you arrive from Sharon Sarati's win before you arrive. And he used it for a different thing, but I, I utilize my video content and then other pieces of marketing materials to help me win before I arrive. People are already kind of just choosing to work with me before I even get to their house because I've shown how different I am. And then the commission question doesn't come up and you know it just, it just changes everything in, in your business. So for you, as you've been trying and trying to be different, looking at your unique abilities and trying to make yourself stand out, how long do you typically spend on a new activity to try to make yourself a little bit different before you're seeing results, you know, because you can try a whole bunch of things and, you know, sometimes you're not seeing the results quick enough, or maybe it takes a little bit, a long time, but there's so many different things that you can try to, you know, to explore a little bit, but how long do you spend on each one before you decide this is a good path that I want to continue to really focus on and push out like the video content and all that stuff? That's such a good question. And this answer might not seem like it's the right one, but it's the real one. Anything that you do, if you do it long enough, and if you go all in and you're willing to change and adjust and modify, anything will work, okay? If you do it and you do it well and you give it the time it takes, I always tell my students, look at you're building a foundation here. I'm teaching you how to create content and how to be what I call a community market leader to where people are literally raising their hand and asking to work with you. And that way it becomes so much easier because you're attracting business, but it doesn't happen overnight. And when people when they want these quick fixes, I mean, it doesn't exist, right? So you've got to be willing to put the time in that it takes to do the activity, put the time in that it takes to learn how you can adjust it and tweak it, and also put the time in as far as the length of time it's going to take for the momentum to happen. So I tell my students, you're going to start seeing results right away, but expect four to six to eight months before you really start to like, all of a sudden business is just flowing in because you are literally developing a relationship with your community. And it might take a little bit longer on the beginning part, but what happens is the customers stay with you longer and conversions become way easier because people feel like they know you, like you, and trust you with the strategy I was talking to you about the video. But I truly believe that if you do anything, if you do, if you stick to it long enough, you're willing to adapt and modify and change and really study the data that eventually anything will work if you're committed to it. One of the quotes that I heard you talk, say on another podcast was mindset outperforms skill set. And so can you share with us, how did you come up? Like, how did that develop over time? And how important was mindset for you um, as you've been building up and getting to where you are today? Oh, it's, it's the most important factor. It is. And people will come to me. I mean, I've generated over $34 million online in the past four years. I'm an expert digital marketer, and I'm also an expert in, in selling homes. So people will come to me and what they think they need is for me to teach them how to do a video and create a Facebook ad. That is the case, but it's secondary to the mindset because especially in our industry, because of the, the whole lack of you know sharing and the whole scarcity mindset that we have, that it hurts agents so, so much. So the more that I can get them to believe in themselves, believe in the process, 
think happy thoughts. There's so much research along, like anything I teach is not something I've came up with, right? It's all stuff I've learned. For example, our brain, there's little neurons in our brain that are built to like, to help us achieve things that we think about. And that goes for positive things or negative things. So the more that we can think happy thoughts, there's this whole study that was done from by Twitter that could show, they showed a map and they showed like on Twitter, there was these areas where people would use negative words on Twitter, right? Like there was just more negative words, negative tweets and all that. They linked heart attacks, the certain heart condition, death rate to areas that spoke more negatively, more so than things that should make a difference, like maybe poverty levels or areas where people you would think would have higher, it's like arterial, I'm saying the word wrong, arterial heart something because of the way they were maybe eating. The words they used, because your words become like what you say is what you think. What you think turns into your actions, your processes, how you implement, that turns into your life, right? And it all starts from your thoughts. It all starts from things you say. So people will come to me thinking they want to learn how to build a funnel and you know create the most amazing videos that, that convert. And I'm like, that's great. But if I can't get you to do the video because you don't believe in yourself, you're never going to do the video right? So it is all mindset. And I hear all the time, Krista has changed my life, not just my, my life, because it, it's all so well-rounded. Like, for example, one of the things that I hear all the time is, oh my God, I love your energy, right? I hear it like, seriously, uh, almost everyone I talk to tells me, I love your energy. You're so energetic. And energy sells and enthusiasm sells. And energy is something that can be manufactured based upon what you allow in to and what you allow out. Like, I, I just don't allow the negativity to come across. A good example, last month in my coaching business, I lost over a million dollars by trying to change, by changing a strategy, because we always test things, right? And so instead of being super pissed off that I lost a million dollars, it was over a million dollars. I was like, well, hey, I learned not to do that again, right? That's awesome. Don't do that again. That doesn't work. We did. Let's move on. I didn't sit there and be like, oh my God, you're such an idiot. You screwed up. Oh, you can't. It's not going to serve me well. And so when I think happy things, I show up happier. I show up more confident. I show up more enthusiastic and confidence and enthusiasm and positive energy also sells. So it is, there's, and, and you can, people will also say, well, you're like that, Krista, because you're an extrovert. I am, you're right. But you can be introverted and love, know what you're talking about, be super passionate about it, be super enthusiastic about it and convert like a mofo. You talked about conversions. Have you converted your energy, your passion, your digital marketing into actual conversions in your business? You mean how? Like what numbers you mean? No, just like um overall. I know you talked about like showing up energetic and everything like that, but how has this process helped you to convert more? Oh, absolutely. Because number one, when I'm using the video content and the digital marketing strategy, People are binge watching my content. When I walk in the front door, they have things like one of my students, like she loves goldfish and she walked into a listing equipment and they had goldfish on the table for her, right? Like, they're like, oh, I know you like Diet Coke, Chris, we bought you Diet Coke. Or, you know, I know you like wine. When I ask wine, I'm like, okay, it's five o'clock. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, they feel like they know you. So it's like, people want to work with people they know, like, and trust. Also, I'm positioning myself as the expert, showing that I'm the authority. I'm breaking down their barriers letting them get to know me, like me, and trust me. And I'm doing what my competitors are not. So I'm already building the relationship before I get there. Now that I have the relationship and I have the appointment, then I have all these strategies that I can do to make sure that I actually now convert and get that listing or get that buyer. So for example, 
I wrote a book called The Savvy Seller Book, right? And that book talks all about digital marketing and why non-traditional means of selling real estate just aren't as effective. And I drop that off before I go along with a beautiful, well-designed marketing plan before I go to the listing presentation. And then I have them watch a 17 minute long video that talks all about why digital marketing is important to them and how what we do that is completely different than non-traditional agents. And then I send them to another video that says, okay, now I showed you what I do. Now let me show you how that equates to money. And we can show that we sell our houses for an average of $166,000 more than our competitors. And so they don't ask me about commission. They don't like they're there. We just took a listing. My brother did, because now I don't, I don't show up anymore on the listings that are talked to buyers or sellers. I'm just like the face of the company. Josh goes, we got a listing. We beat 20 other agents. And I said, first of all, you're crazy for going on that listing because that customer is going to be a pain in the butt. If they interviewed 20 people, you know, they're weird, but, but we, you know, but we got the listing and we got it because we did all of these things. And what we hear pretty much every time is no one did all the things that you did. Like no one did it. And here's what I will tell anyone listening is that I am in some very high level mastermind groups, right? And in fact, one mastermind group, I spent $150,000 just to be in the mastermind group for a 12 month time frame. And I am in there with um, doctors and I'm in there with anesthesiologists and dentists. And th- these people are, are utilizing their specialty and they're now teaching other dentists and doctors how to do things. Do you know that the anesthesiologist makes the most and that's at around $500,000 at a higher paid one, right? Maybe a little bit more. The average dentist, if they make $150,000 in profit, they're making amazing incomes. I said, Anissa, no way. You're telling me dentists that go to school for 13 years aren't making $150,000 a year is good? She goes, yeah. I was shocked. In my best month in real estate as a realtor, I made $360,000 in commissions. My best month as a realtor. My best month. I just had a student, Lynette Jowswall. She had a $240,000 week in real estate. If their real estate, in my opinion, is the most lucrative business that you can pretty much be in. Maybe cryptocurrency is better, but it's one of the top professionals out there. It's the least amount of entry to get there. So real estate agents and lenders and mortgage realtors don't think that they need to learn how to market themselves and how to run a business and how to be entrepreneurial. If they would take the time and the investment to learn the skills to be different, they can make so much more money than any other professional out there. And those people have to go to school for 10, 12, 13 years, and they have a, a school bill of $180,000, $200,000 to make it happen. It's unbelievable to me the amount that we have, but how few people are willing to put in the time and, and the investment to actually learn to be that great, great agent. So for somebody who doesn't have that background or the real estate background, but they want to show up and they want to you know, show up and become an authoritative figure in this space, become a resource to other people as well, seen as that figure where people can come and they want to work with you now, but they don't have a presence yet. How can they start? So you want to start creating video content. You want to create, you want to start running ads to it because video is great, but these algorithms. So I specialize in Facebook and we've made millions and millions of dollars just using Facebook and marketing on Facebook, okay? But if you're putting video content on Facebook or any kind of content on Facebook, the only people that are seeing it are people that are already interacting with you. In other words, Eileen, you and I are friends. I say, Eileen, I loved your post. And then Facebook goes, oh, Krista liked Eileen's stuff. I'm going to put more of Eileen's stuff in front of Krista because she already interacted with her. Even half of your friends and family or more are not even seeing your stuff. Facebook's saying what they can or can't see. But when I run a paid advertisement on the social media platform of Facebook and I say, Facebook, I want you to reach 
I want you to spend this $100 and I want you to put my video content in front of everybody in my community. So everybody on Facebook sees me and then I can target people that have watched the first video to another video. That's the power. So start creating video content, do it as often as possible and be consistent with it. Put a budget behind it through the Facebook ads. Do not boost. Boosting does not work. Do not boost. You want to do it through the ads manager and start creating relevant content that speaks directly to the problems that people are going through. If you want to be considered a solution, you must be solving a problem. So start talking about the problems people have and what, how you can help them, what they need, which means you really, really need to know who your client avatar is, who you're going after, what are their interests, their desires, their fears, their hopes, their wants, right? Where do they hang out? What age are they? What socioeconomic status are they? Are they married or are they single? And all your content starts, you create around all these things because you understand who you're talking to, the more that your content speaks directly to somebody, the more your content will convert. So for you, Krista, at what point or was there a specific time period where as you've been building up, starting out your business, that you had a an epiphany moment or something changed within your business that just allowed you to significantly grow? The pivoting moment was when my husband left and I had no choice and I wanted to keep my kids safe. That was the pivoting moment. The next moment was when the market got better and I, I realized, oh my God, I went from selling hundred homes plus to, you know, 12. And I realized I had to think like a marketer and start marketing. I got called the foreclosure queen. I lost the listing. I went on and I got called the foreclosure queen and I realized, oh crap, I am the foreclosure queen. I need to change completely how I'm doing business and rebrand myself. So I started rebranding myself as the digital marketing queen, right? Of real estate. And, and showing, not telling, showing my community what makes me so different. And then it skyrocketed. But I will say that through all these processes, and, and you have to understand, and somebody that goes through abuse from a parent, there's a lot of psychological stuff that comes up, right? Feeling like you're not good enough, feeling unwanted, feeling unloved, feeling unworthy, feeling anxiety, feeling just like you're not good enough. Okay. There's a lot of mental work that I've had to do. So I do a ton of reading on it all the time. And by being able to master my mindset and just not let things like I'm human, like I, sometimes my husband and I get into a fight, I'm upset, right? I, I yell at my kids and I'm and I can't stop. And I'm like, Krista, why'd you do that? There's times I, I do things that like everyone does, but when things happen, I don't let them happen to me. They happen. And then I, I don't let that become hours or days or weeks. I let them become moments so I can move past it and move forward. And I think that is one of the most pivotal parts in for every person to learn that things don't happen to you. You are the master of your own destiny. Every single thing that happens to you. And I, again, please, if you've gone through abuse or, you know, somebody physically hurts you, that obviously is not your fault. But me getting through, my husband having an affair, that was my fault. I married him. I let it happen. I, there was definitely signs there. I have to take personal responsibility for that. And in most, it's not the market. It's not the inventory. It's us right? And the more that we can take personal responsibility for where we're at, what we're doing, how we're acting, how we're thinking, how we're feeling, you know, what our output is, the more that we will see the, the results that we want in our life. So what has helped you shift your mindset? Like, did you have a resource that helped you get on the right path to start shifting how you were thinking about life happening for you instead of to you? So one thing I love to do is I read a lot of books, right? One great book is like Cybergenetics from Dr. Maxwell Mulch. I actually am writing a book called Stop, Snap, and Switch. It's been my fourth book. And this is a mindset book, right? My other books have been on digital marketing and social media and all that. And, but this is a mindset set book. And the whole premise of it is stop, snap, and switch, meaning 
we have between 60 and 70,000 thoughts in a day that go into our head. And especially because of what's happening in the world, a lot of those, we see a lot of negative stuff where, where negativity is in front of us all the time. So anytime you have a negative thought, whether it's I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too thin, I'm too heavy, I'm too purple, you know, I'm too new in the business, I'm, you know, I'm not good with technology, I'm tired, oh my God, I have no energy, oh, technology is hard, I hate doing video, no one's going to like me. Anytime I have any negative thought, I recognize that. And I stop and recognize it and I snap my bracelet. So I'm recognizing a negative thought. Then I take that bracelet, I put it on the other hand, switch, right? And then I restate that negative thinking into a positive one. So it looks something like this. If I said I'm too old, it's like, oh, my age and my wisdom is going to help me be able to help my clients more. Maybe it's I'm too young. Oh, my young age and my newness is going to help me be more innovative and think more, you know, and think and, and, and give different kind of solutions. Um, maybe it's like, oh, I don't have any energy. Oh my goodness. Thank goodness I'm alive right now. And I know I'm in control of the energy. And right now energy goes where focus flows and I am energetic and I am happy. You know, and there's, you just got to change what you're thinking. That process alone, I tell you, you try that for a week, you go get a bracelet. It's like, get a, get a bracelet, a hair tie, a rubber band. You can hear it, right? It moves. It's easy to take on and off. Anytime you have a negative thought, whether it's your husband or your kids, for example, a lot of people have marital problems and it's because they're focusing on all the negative parts of their marriage instead of saying, oh, I've done that. My husband, a couple of years ago, that's how we are 99% of my, <laughs> the love of my life, right? We are best friends. A couple of years ago, I wasn't focusing on the good aspects of my marriage. I was focusing on the bad aspects of my marriage. And my husband actually left for five days and moved into one of our other houses that we had up the street. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's the most important thing to me. And I'm never getting married again. And I had to realize that I was focusing on the negative things that he was doing. And as soon as I turned that thought process around and focused on all the things I love about him, all the things that he does well, what a great proprietor he is, how he's so wonderful and helps us with everything, how he is my best friend, I can count on him. You know, what a great stepdad he is, bonus dad, I call him. All of a sudden, all the things I thought I was that were bothering me turned around too, because I was focusing on the, the right things. That is how life is. So use the stop, snap, and switch bracelet trick and notice what happens in your family. Your kids are going to notice, your husband's going to notice, and all of a sudden life starts starts to change. Yeah, I think it's that's fantastic because it really, just by that one simple action, you can stop your negative thoughts and redirect it into positive energy instead. But it's just that recognizing it and then realizing that I have this negative action or this negative yeah. thought in my mind. And that's okay, right? We all do. Like, and mm -hmm. even as perfect as I try to be, there's still times where I'm negative. I'm like, oh gosh, I gotta like turn that around. A couple of weeks ago, I was in the shower and I was like, just wash my hair. And I knew, I would start. All these things are coming. Out. Oh, you didn't do this. And also, I was like, why am I sitting here thinking about all the negative things? So I was like, oh man, you're in the shower. It feels so warm. Oh my gosh, thank goodness you can take a shower. You know, and it's like, but so it's okay to be negative. Just noticing it and being able to turn it around is where the secret sauce comes in. But what you will find is that. The more you do it, the less and less the negativity comes up, the less and less the, 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 the disbelief comes up and the more and more the belief comes and the more and more the, the good things happen. It's just, it's really the coolest thing ever. Awesome. Well, Krista, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your story and giving us such fantastic tips that can really help us to elevate our lives and to grow our business. I really appreciate it. Oh, crap. It was recording. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So Krista, if our listeners wanted to learn more about you and what you're doing in this space, where's the best place that they can go and to learn more about you? Yes, thanks so much. You can go to kristamayshore.com forward slash 
boot camp podcast. That's kristamajor.com forward slash boot camp podcast. And you'll get access to our three-day virtual event that talks all about social media, your digital marketing and video and how you use that to stand out and like crush your competition in real estate. Awesome. Thank you so much, Krista.